Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. So good to be here. I, I'm just so thankful, so thankful uh, for what God has done this year. And I'm just going to share with you what the Lord has put on my heart and he gave me a revelation of this, and I've been preaching this, and it just keeps on growing and growing. So I'm going to give you as much as I can in one service, but, you know, there's a lot more to this. And so um, if I had a title for this uh, sermon, or if you want to title it, it, it would be Hold Fast. Hold Fast. And uh, I'm going to uh, do one verse, and if you put one verse on the screen and just leave that verse, we're going to quote a lot, I'm going to read a lot, but I'm going to just... Um, tune in onto one verse, and it's Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. And you probably heard this, you know, 4,000 times like me, but I'll just tell you how the Lord gave it to me and how I was studying in my living room and the Lord just kind of just unfolded this to me and you'll see. Um, so praise the Lord. Let's get into it. Everybody ready for the word. Amen. So if you've got uh, the translation, I don't know what translation you have back there, but if you've got the Amplified or the ESV version or American Standard Version, whichever, American Standard Version reads like this. Uh, let me do King James first. Let's just hold. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. Let us what? Everybody say hold fast. The what? What do we hold fast to? The profession of our what? Faith, And then he goes on to say, without what? Wavering. Why? 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 Because we need to know that God is faithful that has promised, right? Everybody with me say amen. And so do you have the American Standard Version? If you do, just throw that up there real quick. If not, I'll read it to you. It says, let us hold fast. And this says confession, but the American Standard Version said, let, uh, sorry, this says profession. The American Standard Version said, let us hold fast the confession of our hope that it waver not, for he is faithful that promise. So here it is. Watch this. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Now, understand this. Let me say this. Start off. He's not trying to take away your faith. He's not trying to diminish of having faith. But because you have faith, it gives you hope. Everybody with me? Can you say amen? Because you have faith, it gives you hope. Stay with me and I'll dissect this verse. This is the only verse we're dissecting today. And I'm going to point out three things. And we're going to point out hold fast, confession, and we're going to point out hope. And so today I pray that you get this revelation as the Holy Ghost gave it to me this year. And man, it has turned my life upside down. And not that I didn't hear it before. I'm just saying the way the Holy Ghost gave it to me is changed my life. And I pray that deposit will change your life as well today. How many agree? Can you say amen? So let's get busy. So what does hold fast mean? Let's, let's dissect this. What does hold fast mean? Hold fast means firm grip, bear down, and fight through the storm. And it also means you don't change your mind about it. Well, praise the Lord. Let me go back through that. Hold fast means firm grip. Everybody say firm grip. It means to bear down. Somebody shout bear down and fight through the storm. And then it also means you don't change your mind about it. Now, the word hold fast there, I like the synonym. The one of the words uh, that is synonym to hold fast means to fasten, means to fasten. So when I thought about fasten, I automatically thought about fastening a seatbelt. 
So when you fasten your seatbelt, it doesn't matter where that car goes. It doesn't matter where that seat goes. If that seat goes out of the car, guess what? You're going with it. If that seat stays in that car, guess what? You staying in the car with the seat. Why? Because you fasten yourself to that seat. So in other words, hold fast means to fasten yourself to the Word of God. Come on, somebody. Amen. It means to fasten yourself to the Word of God and you hold tight to it. You have a firm grip to it, but then you bear down with it in the midst of the storm. In the midst of the storm is not the time to stop speaking the Word. It's the time you should be speaking more of the Word of God. Amen. And so to hold fast means a firm grip. It means to fasten. Now listen to these scriptures. Like I said, we're going fast because I got to get there quick. Amen. So watch this. 2 Timothy 1.13 says this. Hold fast to the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. So hold fast to what? Sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. And then he says in Revelation chapter 2, verse 25 through 26, listen to this. But hold fast what you have till I come. In other words, have a firm grip to what you have till I come. Listen to what he said. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. So what do you have? He's giving you salvation if you're saved in here this morning. Come on, somebody. He's giving you healing if you're healed this morning. Somebody say amen. He's giving you the Holy Ghost. How many feel it with the Holy Ghost this morning? He's giving you the Word of God. He's giving you peace. He's giving you joy. He's giving you blessing, favor, all these things. And he said to hold fast till the I come. Hold fast to these things. Take a firm grip to these things. Why? Because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy of these things. And we've got to hold fast to it, have a firm grip to it, or bear down in the midst of a storm and hold fast to it. Right? And we cannot change our mind about it. Say, don't change your mind. Somebody say amen. Don't change your mind. All right, that's hold fast. We're going to come back through in just a minute, so just stay with me. Now the next word is confession or profession. Confession or profession. What does confession mean? The scripture says confession, hold fast what? To the confession. Confession of what? Confession of our hope. We'll get to hope in just a minute. What does confession mean or profession mean? Very simple. If you're taking notes, just write this down. It means to say the same thing as the word of God says about you. It means to say the same thing. Somebody say the same thing. I didn't say same. I said, same-a. Same-a thing. It's a Georgia term, all right? It's not in the dictionary. It's just we made it up. Praise the Lord. So everybody say, same-a thing. What does confession mean? What does profession mean? To say the same thing as the Word of God says about you. Everybody say, same thing as the Word of God says about you. What you do, watch this, watch this, watch this. The Lord's been showing me this. And like I said, this is bigger than this one service. So watch. When the doctor gives you a diagnosis, if you agree or believe in his diagnosis, and then you begin to say the same thing as he says, guess what? You set your agreement with that doctor. So if the Lord says, by his stripes, you are the healed of the Lord, and you set your believing 
with what the Word of God said, and then you say the same thing as the Lord said, then you can have the same thing the Lord says you can have. Anybody with me? So you got to set your believing with the Word of God. Anyway, let's read the Scripture. So hold fast to your what? Confession or profession, which means to say the same thing as the Word. Listen, what 1 Timothy says, 6, 12, and 13. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made, listen, your good confession, where, where? In the presence of many witnesses. Where's your good confession? It's not going to come just in church, but it's going to come out there in the world. It's going to come out there on your job. Come on, somebody. When somebody blows their horn at you because you ain't fast on the gas pedal at the green light. Anyway, y'all don't live in Atlanta. Praise the Lord. Just come to Atlanta. You'll find out. Anyway, so good confession. When you made your good confession in the presence of what? Many witnesses. Verse 13. In the sight of God who gives life to everything and of Christ Jesus, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate, listen, listen, right before Pontius Pilate, Jesus made the good confession. When they said they were going to crucify him, when they were about to take him to the cross, guess what he had to do? He made a good confession. He didn't curse Pontius Pilate. He didn't come against Pontius Pilate. He didn't complain about Pontius Pilate. Come on, somebody. Y'all with me now? We have to have the good confession. In other words, we have to agree with the Word of God. And this is what Brother Hagin said. I love what he said. He said, if you don't like what you have right now, then you can't blame anybody but yourself. Because what you have right now is a direct result of what you spoke yesterday. So if you want to change what you have tomorrow, you've got to change what you're saying right now. I'm going to say that again. He said, if you don't like where you're having right now, it's a direct result of what you spoke or confessed yesterday. So if you want to have something different tomorrow, then you got to change what you're saying today. Anybody with me? So if you don't like what you're getting, you got to look at what you're saying. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. It's a good confession. The best confession. Do you know the Word of God is the most powerful thing that you could ever speak out of your mouth? It's the only book that if you believe it and you speak it, that it comes to pass. <laughs> it's the only thing. The Word of God. Listen, the greatest thing you can do if somebody comes against you, the greatest thing you can do is not say anything at all. Y'all remember Thumper on Bambi, right? Anybody remember that? If you don't, go back and watch Bambi. Bambi, and then Thumper came along. And what Thumper say? He said, if you don't have nothing nice to say, then don't say nothing at all. Y'all remember Bambi? Y'all act like y'all never heard of Bambi. Y'all know what Bambi is, right? It's a deer, right? Little baby deer is a movie. Anyway, they got grandkids. That's all I know. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anyway, so... So if Jesus made a good confession in the in the in the in, the, uh, in front of many witnesses how many know we got to make a good confession in witnesses? Let's move on. Hebrews 3, 1. Therefore holy, therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, watch this, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high, high priest. You have to acknowledge Jesus is my Savior. Come on, somebody. 
You got to confess. You got to profess. First John 4, 5, 10, 4 and 15. If anyone acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God, listen to this. God lives in them and they in God. Here's one of my favorite verses. It's amazing when you think about this. Matthew 10, 32. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge to my Father in heaven. So picture this. We have God here. We have Jesus here. Well, it's your right. This is my right. All right. So Jesus is sitting in the right hand of the Father. And when you're acknowledging Jesus as your Lord, when you're witnessing to somebody, it says that Jesus turns around and acknowledges you to Father God. So when you tell somebody, hey, I just want to let you know that Jesus loves you. That Jesus died on the cross for you and he wants to save you. And I just want to pray for you. When you do that, you might not be seen by people, but you're being seen by Jesus. And then Jesus is turning to Father God and saying, Father God, Father God, look at Jody. Look at Jody. He's down there witnessing. He's down there telling them that we love him and that we have provided salvation for them. If they would just believe and they'll just confess and they'll just receive, they too can be saved. So get this picture. When people... People don't see you witnessing. Jesus sees you and acknowledges you to Father God when you're witnessing. When you're confessing that Jesus loves you to somebody else. When you're telling them that Jesus is the greatest thing that could ever happen in your life. When you're telling them there's a way out of drugs and alcohol and there's a way out of all of that bondage and His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Can I tell you it's great to tell somebody about the Lord. I don't know about you, but it's wonderful to talk about the Lord. And when you acknowledge Jesus to somebody, Jesus is acknowledging you to Father God. So what are you doing? You're confessing. You're professing. You're saying the same thing as the Word of God. Anybody with me? Can you say amen? I got to hurry. The next word is hope. You are holding fast our profession, confession, saying the same thing to our hope. What does hope mean? This is what hope means if you're writing it down. Hope means confident, joyous expectation. Joy means confident, I mean hope means confident, joyous expectation. Everybody say confident, joyous expectation. Your hope is confident, joyous expectation. Now I want to give you these scriptures. And if they don't light your fire, then just listen to this again, and maybe it will. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11. Watch this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Listen. Plans to give you hope and a future. Plans to give you hope. What does hope mean? He has plans to give you confident, joyous expectation. God has plans to give you confident, joyous expectation and a future. Mm. Woo. Psalm 42, 11. Why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope, your confident, joyous expectation. Listen, put your hope where? In God. Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord, those who have confident, joyous expectation in the Lord, where is your confidence? Where is your joyous expectation? If it's in the Lord, watch what happens. He will renew your strength. 
He will soar, you will make you soar on wings like eagles. You'll run and not grow weary. You'll walk and you shall not faint. Somebody say amen. amen. Watch. Uh, Psalm 135. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in His Word, somebody say the Word. It says, in His Word, I put my hope. So a while ago, the Scripture said, in God, I put my hope. Now He's saying, in His Word, I put my hope. What, what is hope? Confident, joyous, expectation. What do you have? Confident, joyous, expectation. Not just in God, but now I have it in the Word. Somebody shout the Word. word. Now watch what happens. Watch what He says here. He said in Psalms 33, 22, May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Confident, joyous expectation. And then he says in Romans 5, 5, And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to you. Watch this. Hope does not put you to shame. When you have confident, joyous expectation in the Lord, He will not fail you. I said, He will not fail you. When you have confident, joyous expectation in the Word, it will not return void to you. It will accomplish that that is sent it to do. Listen, all things are possible to people that will believe. I'm looking for some believers. He's looking for some believers. We got any believers in here today? Hallelujah. So watch, watch. And so He said... Put your confident, joyous expectation in Him, but also in the Word. Somebody say amen. amen. Let everything that you have, your whole being, confident, joyous expectation, your hope in the Lord. Why? Because hope doesn't replace faith, but because we have faith, it gives us hope. Because we have faith in God, it gives us that confident, joyous expectation. Anybody with me, can you say Amen. All right, let's go. We're going back through. Everybody say, we're going back through. I'm telling you, I'm going to give you something this morning. Y'all ready? I said, y'all ready? He said, without wavering. Listen, you cannot be like a sea or a boat tossed to and fro by the sea. You cannot live for God one day and say, I don't know the next day. Well, praise the Lord. I got three. Amen. That's with me. I'm just telling you right now. This is not something you try on, and if it don't fit, you take it back. This is something that you get and you stay with because it works. But I can tell you this, it won't work to those people who just want to try it out and then jump out of the ship. It'll work if you get in the ship and you work the Word and you believe the Word and you speak the Word. The Word will come to pass. Hallelujah. It might not come tomorrow, though. Come on, it might not come next week though. It might not come next month, but I promise you, it will come. Why? Because the Word will not return void. And you've got to have a bulldog tenacity and do not let the devil tell you otherwise. you got to hold fast. Somebody say amen. you got to have a firm grip on the Word of God and don't let it go. Mm. Here we go. Y'all ready? So I was studying this out in my living room and I dissected these three words and I kept looking and I kept writing down. I was like, wow, I've never seen this like this before. I've never seen this. And I kept scrolling, kept scrolling, kept scrolling. Then all of a sudden, underneath hold fast, there was a video. So I clicked on this video and this woodworker came up and said, hello, welcome to so-and-so woodworking class. He said, 
This is a whole fast. I said, a what? I'm talking back to the TV. Yes, I do. Praise the Lord. Anyway, actually my phone. But, but he said, this is a whole fast. So I started watching this video. I said, I didn't even know there was a two called a whole fast. And like I said, the revelation just started coming to me. And so I began to look this up. And this is a miniature version. And they sell this at Lowe's, by the way. Praise the Lord. And so this is a miniature version. But what happened was years ago, they had a woodworking table. And in this woodworking table, there was holes all in the table. And so what they would do is they would put their piece of wood and this, uh, this is made jagged right here and the hole, of course, was drilled with a drill and so it's jagged in the table. And so they'd put this down in the hole and they'd put this upon the wood and it would sit upon the table and they'd take a hammer and hit that and it would go down the hole and it would hold that piece of wood. So I kept watching this video and this guy started carving the wood. He started drilling the wood. He started sanding the wood. He started doing everything he could with the wood and he said, this whole fast really works. And so he grabbed this piece of wood and he went like this right here, trying to move the wood. And the wood wouldn't move, the table moved. And so I got a revelation right then. I mean, it just leaped up in my spirit. If we'll hold fast, firm grip, bear down in the midst of the storm, to the Word of God, come on somebody, when the storm comes a raging and it tries to pull the Word out of you, you will not be defeated. You will not be denied. You won't quit. But you're going to walk right through in victory because you're holding fast to the Word of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You give me a little patty cake. That's why I brought my second illustration. Because you ain't got it yet. So I need six volunteers and we're about to go home with this. Amen. Come on, somebody. Six volunteers. Come on. Don't make me pick you out. Praise the Lord. Brother Greg, you up here with me. I need six people sitting across here. I got four. I got five. Calling one more. Calling one more. I need another. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Don't turn around. Don't turn around. Don't turn around. Don't turn around. Right here. Right here. Right here. Don't turn around. All right, y'all slide if you can that way. Just a little bit. I need you right in the middle. How about that? Perfect. All right, come here, Brother Greg. All right, so what are we doing? We're talking about hold fast. Everybody say hold fast. Uh, Let me get this. Praise the Lord. So what is hold fast? Somebody talk to me. I'm trying to teach you this morning. I'm telling you, you're going to have revelation if you listen. Amen. Somebody tell me what hold fast means. Firm grip means bear down in the midst of the storm and don't change your mind about it. And then what's confession mean? Profession mean? Confession, profession, same thing. Say the same thing as the word. What does hope mean? It means a confident, joyous expectation. Anybody with me? Can you say amen? This is the way the Lord showed it to me. It might be elementary to you, but that's all right. He showed it to me this way. I got the revelation this way, so I'm going to show it to you this way. Is that all right? So here we are. This represents us. This represents us and this is where we're going. This is our life. It's what they're about to represent. So we're holding fast to what? The Word of God, right? We're holding fast to the Word. So we get up. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I'll be glad in it. And then we we say, thank you, Lord, that it's going to be a blessed day. You're going to bless whatever I put my hands to. Go ahead and turn that around. Hold it up high. Go ahead and turn this around. Hold it up high. And so what are we doing? We're holding fast to our what? 
confession, profession, saying the same thing as the Word. The favor of the Lord surrounds me like a shield. Everybody with me? Everybody with me? We're feeling good. Victory's in our court. Victory's on my mind. Victory's in my life. And the Lord's blessing me. Hallelujah. And then all of a sudden, what happens? Come on, this is real life. Turn around. Hold it up high. What happens? What happens? I said, what happens? Trial comes. So what happens is we hold him fast. We're confessing, saying the word of God. Everything hunky and dory. Then all of a sudden the devil comes to do three things. The Bible says he comes immediately to what? Steal the word. And so what does he try to do? Get your eyes off of what? Hold him fast. Get your eyes off of what? Confessing the word of God. And get your eyes on what is wrong instead of what is right. So in actuality, he does this. See, he didn't know I was going to do that. So guess what he does? That's exactly how he tricks us. He takes our whole fast away from us and then all of a sudden we're like, oh no, oh no. I've never seen this before. I've never been through this before. Oh my goodness, this is worse than that we've ever faced. This is, this is more financial trouble than I've ever seen. This is, more, this, is more, this is more than I can handle. Come on, somebody. And so you start saying these things. Why? Because you get your eyes on what is wrong instead of keeping your eyes on what will change what is wrong. It's the Word of God holding fast to it that will change your situation. Somebody say amen. Amen. So watch, you hold fast. And you say, praise God, hallelujah. No weapon. Come on, somebody. Formed against me. What do we got to do? Say the same thing as the Word. Don't say what is wrong. Watch. As long as you confess what is wrong, what is right can never take place. But if you will stop saying what is wrong, you might say, this is what's happening, but, come on somebody, the Word of God says, if I believe in my heart, come on somebody, and I confess with my mouth, that's how we got saved, but that's how you get healed. That's how you get financial blessing. That's how you get the favor of the Lord. That's how you get a job. That's how your children get saved. Come on, somebody. We got to use the word for our benefit. We got to speak the word. It's the most powerful weapon that you could ever say out of your mouth. You must speak the word of God. So we get through that trial. And guess what happens? He thought I was going to pull it again. See, I ain't doing it no more. I done got you. Amen. So what's what happens? We're done with the trial. Watch this. You come through that door and pastor comes in, say, good morning. You say, good morning. We know you're in a trial. (laughs) Pastor comes to the door. He said, good morning. You say, good morning. We know you in victory. (laughs) You out of a trial. The Bible says something along these lines. You had to help me with this verse. According to your faith, be it unto you according to the answer of your mouth or something like that. Uh, Ecclesiastes, it's, it's the answer of your mouth. It's what you say out of your mouth. The man has joy by the answer of his mouth. By the answer of his mouth. How are you answering to the things that the devil is throwing to you and against you? Because watch this, and I don't have time to go into this, but let me tell you this. Twelve spies. I'm just going to hit it real quick because this is another, this is a part B, part two, whatever. Twelve spies. Ten said we can't do it. Two said we can do it. Watch, watch. 
The two, Joshua and Caleb said, we can take the land, we can seize the land. They went and seized the land and they lived. The ten said, we can't, we can't, we can't. And they didn't and they died. So you are according product, you are a product according to the answer of your mouth. But watch this. You're also a product according to how you believe. All things are possible to them that believe. You don't just, listen, listen, here's the thing. You ask people, they believe in the, oh yeah, I believe in the Lord. Yes, I believe in the Lord. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. Okay, where's that in the Bible? Well, well, I'm not for sure. You don't believe then. Not really. You believe with mental assent, but you don't believe with your spirit. Because the spirit knows the word of God. The spirit hangs on to the word of God. How do you know to get saved? You cannot get saved unless you heard a preacher what? Not say you can be saved. Tell you from the word that Jesus died on the cross from your sins. Come on somebody. And you had to believe not in a man. You had to believe in what the word said. If you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And uh, uh, believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Then and only then thou shalt be saved. See, too many times we believe in somebody else. No, believe the Word. I said believe the Word. Get the Word on it. And you can take it to the bank. Somebody say amen. So we get done with that and guess what happens? Hallelujah, praise the Lord, we're all doing good. Everybody with me? And then guess what else happens? Hold it up high. Now all of a sudden, what came? Something else come our way. What storm came? Remember the disciples in the boat with Jesus? What happened? The waves beat them. The water was coming in them. They went and woke Jesus up. At first he said, let's go to the other side. Then he went into the hinder part of the ship and he was asleep. He was asleep. Watch this. So he said, let us go to the other side before the, sail, before the ship ever sailed. Once the ship had sailed, the water came on. And once the water came on, the disciples, guess what they did? They rose up. And they was like, oh my, what a storm. Oh my, does he not care we're going to die? Somebody go wake him up. He just got to know. I'm hitting you where you're at. That's all right. Because somebody said, I just got to tell them. No, you don't. You ain't got to just tell nothing except what the word says. Come on, somebody. And so watch this. What did they go do? They went and woke him up. And they said, do you not care we're about to die? And what did Jesus do? Watch, watch, watch. Two confessions. One confession said we're going to die. Well, first of all, one confession said we're going to the other side. Then the other confession said we're going to die. Now Jesus had to counteract their confession and he said, Peace, be still. And the storm, sailed, uh, the storm hushed and guess what? They sailed and they went to the other side. So what happened? He spoke by faith. They spoke by negativity. And then he had to come back and speak faith. To put out that negativity. Every time you speak negative, guess what? You need to double up with your faith speaking. To cancel out the negativity. Praise the Lord. There's another message for another time. I got to finish this one. Amen. Watch. So the storm is raging. You cannot let the enemy cause you to look at what is wrong. Because you have the answer and what is right. The only thing that can turn your life around is the Word of God. The only thing that has an answer for your situations. I don't care how bad it is or what you are going through. The answer is found in the Word of God. Anybody with me? Can you say amen? So watch this. If you get through the storm, why? Hold on, hold on. Why do you pray? 
Why do you get saved? Why are you coming to church? Why do you support pastor? Why do you support the youth? Why do you support children's ministry? Why are you an example everywhere you go? Why do you read the Word of God? Why do we do this holding fast and professing, confessing? Why do we get victory or want victory through a trial? Why do we want victory through the storm? Why, why, why? Come on, hold it up high. Because we have confident, joyous expectation. Come on, somebody. Somebody say amen. Why do I look to the Word? Because I know the Word is going to surely come to pass. And I'm telling you right now, come on, I'm telling you right now, if you will hold fast to the Word of God and you will have the hope that He's talking about, I will hold fast to my confession and the Word of God is the only thing that I'm going to confess. And if I'll confess the Word, I'll receive the hope. I I got confident, joyous expectation. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm telling you, we got to start raising our expectation. God wants to do it more than you want Him to do it. He wants to move in your life more than you want Him to move in your life. But we got our eyes on what is wrong more than what our eyes on what is right. Confident, joyous expectation. I'm expecting the Lord to do it right now. Whatever you need Him to do, He'll do it. Win, win, win. He's looking for people that would believe. All things are possible to them that what? Believe. But what? What do what, what, what you got to do with belief? What do you got to do with belief? You got to speak the Word of God. Believe in what? Not believe in what they're going through. Don't believe in their testimony. Praise God for their testimony. Believe in what His Word said about you. Somebody say amen. Amen. I'm not going to be an overcomer because somebody else is an overcomer. I'm going to be an overcomer because the Word said I'm an overcomer. How, how, how? By the blood of the Lamb and the Word, the Word, the Word of what? Getting through the trial. The trial produced my testimony. Getting through, where, where was that? Where's that? The storm. Why? Because it produced my testimony. I'm an overcomer. Why? Because I stay with the Word. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Hold fast to the Word of God. Man, I go around speaking everything I can speak, claiming everything I can claim according to the Word of God. I'm telling you, I speak it over my kids. I speak it over my family. I speak it over our finances. I speak it over our ministry or the Lord's ministry. Listen, this year is the busiest year we've ever had in our entire life. Preaching the gospel all over. I mean, busy. And so I'm not bragging on me. What am I bragging on? I'm bragging on what the Lord showed me at the first of the year. If I'll take His word, it's not about me. It's all about Him. And I'll hold fast to the confession of the word of God. You see, said, Father, if I can believe it, I shall receive it. The Word of God will come to pass in your life. Listen, if you need a job, He'll provide you a job. You need a raise, He'll provide a raise. You need a car, He'll provide a car. You need a house, He'll provide a house. Hallelujah! If you need healing, guess what? He'll provide healing. And it's as He already provided for it, it just hadn't showed up yet. But guess what brings it into fruition? Guess what brings it into fruition? It's your hold fast and your confession. If you say, oh me, oh me, oh me, then you got oh me.
Praise the Lord, I'm done. <laughs> That's what that alarm means. I'm done. I'm preached long enough. Can I tell you one more thing? <laughs> I'm telling you, this thing is so big on the inside of me. Watch this. Watch this. If you will hold fast to the Word of God, the Word of God will not only show up, but it will show out. And watch this. It will meet more than your expectation. Because we serve a God of more than enough. So your expectation is not even high enough. But that's all right. Have an expectation somewhere. Amen. Somebody say amen. I got to wake up with an expectation. This is the day. He about to shake me today. He about to mold me today. He's about to help me today. I'm going to win souls today. Come on, somebody. I'm going to preach the gospel today. I'm going to see people healed today. Why? Because I'm going to do what the Word said. I'm laying on my hands on people, laying hands on the sick. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? How are they going to get healed? By me doing like that? No. How are they going to get healed? How are they going to get healed? Because you grab a hold of the Word of God and you tell them and show them in the Word of God that He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him and by His stripes. Watch, you what? Were healed. If you go around and say, I'm going to be healed, you'll never be healed because healing's already provided for. You say, I am. Somebody say, I am. If you say, I'm going to be, you'll never get it because going's never going to go there because it's already provided for. You're not going anywhere. Healing's already been done at the cross. Right. Hallelujah. He just had manifest. And all it is is the devil trying to trespass on your property, which is God's property, the temple of the Holy Ghost, trying to get you and get your focus off of him and get it on what is wrong. Anybody with me? So if we can realize the thief is coming to steal, kill, and destroy, run the thief off. How do you do it? The Bible says resist the devil. And he has to flee. You have the authority in the name of Jesus. Pastor talked about the blood of Jesus. You have the blood of Jesus. You have the power of the blood. You have the power of the name of Jesus. You have all authority. He said, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy that nothing shall by any means harm you. Brother Hagin said, what's serpents and scorpions? It's demons and devils. It's not actual spiders and snakes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. It's demons and devils. you got authority over demons and devils. Tell them to get out of your house. Tell them to get out of your life. Sickness has got to go. Poverty's got to go. Sin has to go. Hallelujah. It's got to go. How, how, how? Because you believe it, you hold fast to it, and you confess it. Saying the same thing as the Word of God says. Everybody give them a hand. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't just put them down there somewhere. Praise the Lord. I got to. I got to close. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen today. Listen, it's all about the answer of your mouth. I said it's all about the answer of your mouth. And I challenge you, I challenge you, I challenge you. If you don't have a good answer, then please be reminded of Thumper. And just don't say nothing. Because watch, watch. Man, this thing, I could just keep going. Angels 
are writing on your words when you speak word, when you speak the word of God. Watch, watch. But demons are writing on your words when you speak contrary to the word of God. So it matters what you're saying. James, there again, I don't have time to go in. James talks about the most deadliest weapon is in your tongue. You've got to bridle it. You, if you don't like how your ship is going, your life is going, your family's going, then change what you're saying. It's the rudder of your ship. You've got to change it. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. If you love where you're at, if you love what God is doing, then keep saying, thank you, Jesus. Everything's going good. Hallelujah. Everything's going to keep going good. Hallelujah. There's no devil in hell going to steal, kill, or destroy in my family, in my life, in my finances, in my home, in my car. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you got to speak the word. I said, you got to speak the word. And when you speak the word, not only does it affect you, but can I tell you, it will fill you. Because when you got the Word of God on the inside of here, your spirit, man, feels like a giant. I give you this, and I got to close. <laughs> like I said, there's so much more. All that Jesus done, except one time, 99% what Jesus did, He spoke it. One time, He wrote in the ground. One time. Jesus spoke everything he'd done in the three years of ministry. So guess what you and I have to do? If we want it to come to pass, we got to believe it, but we got to speak it. Not, not according to our words, but according to his word. Amen. I said amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.